Hello, thanks for joining me today. I'm amazed to tell you that we've come to the end of the first series of Highly Relational and what a wonderful journey it's been. When we started in the middle of July, I had no idea just how much terrific thought leadership there'd be, with so many essential aspects of creating world-class teams in the workplace, along with dozens of practical ideas of how to make a difference with a team, whether it's one you're currently on, one you're leading, or one you're coaching or consulting with. Thanks so much to our guests who gave up their valuable time to be with us. Collectively, they have several hundred years of hard-won direct experience of facing into the joys and perils of bringing people together to do their best work. Solving thorny problems, delivering on promises, producing new ideas, and most importantly, creating generative and fulfilling working environments for themselves and the people they work with. Our series has covered topics ranging from applied creativity and relational dynamics to storytelling and the power of love at work. Throughout it all, we've had one simple aim, to help you create exceptional teams, whoever you are and wherever you work. And the response from you has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for listening and engaging with what we're doing. It's been so rewarding to hear how much you appreciate the expertise that's being shared and the value you're getting from listening to each episode. It's also been wonderful to receive guest recommendations from you. And in fact, at least three guests that I'll be speaking to in Series 2 have been suggested by you. That's a quarter of the series. So whether you've been listening from the start or have only just found us, thank you for being part of the Highly Relational community and playing the most important part of any business podcast, listening, making the ideas yours and translating what you hear into actions that make a difference to the people you care about. I really appreciate your interest in what I'm doing and I look forward to you being part of season two, which will be starting next month. So what's today's programme all about? Well, I wanted to share again with you some reflections about the guests and conversations we've had in the second half of the series. At the halfway point, I did the same. And if you've not heard that first bonus episode, it's well worth a listen. It covers the first six shows of the series and explores two themes. The considerable value of story in the workplace and how it helps define us as teams, as well as creating compelling reasons to take action together, and the immense power of embracing the human heart at work, and how without emotional connection, the workplace becomes transactional and superficial to everyone's detriment. To bring season one to an end, I want to do the same today, sharing some of my reflections on the last six conversations of the series and what stands out for me as requiring further thought in relation to creating great teams at work. And in listening to my thoughts and the thoughts of our guests, I hope to encourage you to reflect further too. Which ideas and themes matter to you the most in your leadership journey? And if you're a consultant or coach, which ideas you really want to incorporate into your practice? So for me, there are two standout themes from the second half of the series that several of our guests brought up in conversation. 
The first being the foundational nature of high-quality relationships at work, and how without that, so many other things become difficult, if not impossible, to achieve. And number two, how much of this work of creating remarkable teams is an inner game. In the end, it's not about the people we're in relationship with. It's about us and the essential work of building greater self-awareness. So let's begin with relationships. We all know that high-quality relationships make everything easier. But what's less obvious is that without them, some things are actually impossible. So how come we don't give them the priority they deserve? Team coach, consultant and author Tony Llewellyn encouraged us to take this more seriously and put aside the time up front to set ourselves up for success. What I've observed in teams where things go wrong is that the time wasn't invested early on enough to get the the relationships right, to get the ways of working agreed, the team's rules of engagement, an understanding of our stakeholder requirements, etc., etc. So why isn't that done? Well, it takes time. And there's always a rush. Every project, internal or external, starts too late. It was needed yesterday. It's never properly resourced. We haven't got time for this, Tony. We just need to press on. We need to get a proverbial shovel into the ground and get going. Relational dynamics lie at the heart of Nari McMahon's business, which delivers the ORSC methodology and training in the UK. ORSC stands for Organisation and Relationship Systems Coaching, and Nari wanted us to experience how alive and dynamic our interpersonal relationships are, if we're only willing to pay attention. This conversation between you and I is different from all the other conversations we've had. I have a memory of when I first met you and I have a feeling of how that was. I don't know how it's going to be the next time. I just know right now I am still trying to reconnect to who we were before but at the same time being in the present moment because I know that it's different. And so I'm bringing some of the qualities of the past but I'm also watching how the quality changes because of the conversation we're having. And this was an idea Annie Townend encouraged us to take action on. Annie is a long-time leadership partner and consultant. And when I asked her for the top tip to bring her ideas about collaborative edge to life, here's what she said. I'll go back to the beginning about being present. Ask a question about what it means to be present uh, of oneself in the day. I wouldn't wait for two weeks. I would start with yourself as a listener to Highly Relational Podcast and think, how present am I? How could I be more present? How could I encourage my team to be more present to each other? What do we, I, you, we, what do we need to do that will help us be more present to each other? So that's my first big takeaway from the second half of the series, that whilst work is about productivity and getting stuff done without paying attention to and creating high quality personal relationships with the people we work with, it's very hard, if not impossible, to do our best work together and achieve those all important shared ambitions. So let's move on to my second standout theme 
It's very easy to see relationship as being all about the other. It's the other person who we experience as creating the different relationships we have in our lives, both at home and at work. And it's also their foibles and shortcomings that we so easily notice. But a number of our guests wanted us to see something else, something potentially less appealing and for most of us rather awkward. And that's the part we play in all these interpersonal experiences. Yuck. This is the work of self-awareness, understanding ourselves, our histories, our preferences, our hopes and fears, and the strengths and weaknesses of our ego structures. Paul Hughes, formerly the director of the BBC Symphony Orchestra and Chorus for over 20 years, highlighted the fundamental importance of knowing and acting on our values to be an effective team player and leader. For me, uh, the leadership style varies enormously depending on whether I'm talking to a politician, a musician, my family, whatever it might be, you know. But the values that you as a leader espouse have to be consistent, whoever you're talking to. And I think how you are your authentic self in terms of the values, whether that's, you know, transparency, trust, communication, honesty, fairness, loyalty. These are the values that, that I espouse very highly and, and have stood me in good stead. But my leadership style varies enormously depending on who I'm talking to. But those values have to be consistent. And without that, you're sending out so many different messages to a team whose values you also want to share. At its heart, this work is about uncovering our beliefs, particularly ones just out of our awareness, that drive so much of what we think and how we act. Creativity expert and author Claire Bridges is the founder of innovation consultancy Now Go Create, and she shared a brilliant formula about our creative potential from mathematician Dr. Ruth Noller. Because she was a mathematician first and foremost, um, she came up with a formula for creativity, which is actually what inspired my book. She said that creativity equals um, three letters, K, I and E. And the K, the I, and the E stand for knowledge, imagination, and evaluation. And she said, because she was a mathematician, she said all of these, were at the front of those was a bracket with the letter A in it, which for those of you who are mathematically minded means that everything, all of those letters, all the equation is affected by that A. And that A is what you're talking about, which is attitude. It's about our beliefs about ourselves. So what's the ultimate insight we might gain from a serious and consistent attempt to be fully self-aware? Joel Mitchell, Managing Director of Stagecoach South East, offered us the profound insight that we can actually come to know who we really are. His analogy was that all the roles we have in our life, all of our identifications, both at home and at work, are like coats that we put on. So I've got a managing director of a bus company coat. I've got a fiancé coat. I've got a dad coat. I've got a stepdad coat. You know, I've got a, a, a joke and he said rubbish cricketer coat. I, I have. I'm all for cricket, but I enjoy it. And I'm enjoying being part of a team. But I work really hard not to wear any of the coats at the same time because, as I said, you get hot doing that. And also, if you wear too many of the coats for, for too long, it will get dogged and tired and then the final learning in that is when and this was really nice about the ego really good learning in terms of that is 
You asked me earlier, who are you if you're not your thoughts or your identification with with any of those coats? When you take every single coat off, name everything you do in life, friend, husband, partner, wife, name them all, take all those coats off, you are what's left. So who or perhaps what are you if you take off all those coats, all the various roles you play in your life? Some would say that's a lifetime's work to understand. So there you have it, my personal reflections on the second half of our first series of Highly Relational. I hope you found the series inspiring and useful. That's certainly the intention. You may well have heard some of these conversations already, and perhaps now you need to hear one or two of them again. And if you're new to Highly Relational, I hope your interest has been piqued and you can go and find some gems of expertise and advice that will help you in creating a fantastic team where you work. And of course, what you're taking away from these conversations could be very different to me. Do let me know in the comments or review sections of wherever you're listening or watching. I'd love to hear how you're making sense of what we're finding out together. So that's it for today. We're taking a couple of weeks off to get ready for season two, which I promise will be just as informative and thought-provoking as season one. We've got some terrific guests lined up and I'm excited to find out what we're going to learn from them. We'll be back after bonfire night on Wednesday the 8th of November. Make it a date. You've been listening to Highly Relational. I'd like to thank today's audio engineer at Brown Bear Audio, Thomas Dalton. Our researcher is Ella Halsell and the series producer is Ollie Giu. I'm Robert Diggings. Thanks for listening. Let's get together after the fireworks. <laughs>